0: This is The Oddball Show, a podcasting collaboration from JPLA Productions and Oddball Magazine. Hey
1: everybody, this is Jason from The Oddball Show. Um, today we have a special guest. We have Gabe Howard of uh, Mental Illnesses and Asshole Fame. Um, that is a book that he has, uh, recently r- written and he is also the, uh, psych central podcast, uh, host and, uh, the not crazy podcast host. Um, he's a great advocate. He has been doing a lot for the mental health community to raise awareness, um, living a good life, having a good time. That's at least that's what I'm hoping. Um, and uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, bring him on for a while now, and I'm glad that he was able to, s- to spend some time with us today. So, um, Gabe, uh, welcome to the Oddball Show. Uh, Gabe Howard, everybody.
2: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad that you could spend some time, um, because I know you're a busy guy and you do a lot of things. Um, um, some of that, some of the energy I, 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 get, you know, having, uh, being able to do a lot of things. So, you know, thanks for taking the time.
2: Oh, thanks so much. It's always hard to find that you always think you have more time and <laughs> I, especially juggling, you know, it's, it's hard enough to juggle home life and work life. Right. And then right. you throw mental illness into the mix because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't play fair, right? Like I can't budget mental illness. So it's, I, I, I always laugh a little bit. I'm like, Oh yeah. People talk about how hard it is to budget work and home or work home and kids. It's like, yeah, I got, I got all that and bipolar. Uh, So yeah, it's, it's fun, but you're you're right. I'm absolutely glad to, to finally, I know we've been working on this for a while, so thank you for your tenacity.
1: Thank you. You know, tenacity tenacity is my middle name. You know, we, we've been talking since I don't know the star Wars premiere um i mean before that we were like hey let's let's uh let's talk uh on thursday and you're like i can't i'm gonna go see star wars yes (laughs) and then i was like no spoilers um i finally saw it and i don't think we should talk too much about it because now we're on air so i don't think we should talk about star wars because you know spoilers uh <laughs> wouldn't that be something that we just totally spoiled star wars for everybody
2: it's i mean like spoiled- I, I think people it, you know it's been out for a while uh, honestly it's a star wars movie if you if you don't see it opening weekend i don't i don't feel bad for you
1: i know i know, <laughs> I, know I know. and it's been a month it's been a month for me, it's, it's it's month. For me to go to a, a movie in the first place uh for me uh it, it's like it's like uh what's i don't know you know like you know you open up the cave you move the rock you know, the sun comes in. You, you, you like all oh, the sun, and then you go to the movie theater and you watch Star Wars, and that's kind of <laughs> like my movie, my movie experience. You know, like,
2: uh, I mean, it's it's you know, leaving the house is always difficult, right? It's yeah. it, like you said. There's, it, it's not just that there's sun out there. There's there's people, people. out there. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's 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 a nightmare, but you know, oh, yeah, it's our yeah. nightmare. So it's, we'll.
1: It's a special nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: it's um, a it's it it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, I was thinking about this today uh, when I was having my uh, my conversation with myself in the car, saying how bad I suck at life. I'm not saying that's what happened exactly. I'm saying that might have been what happened. Um, and I wasn't probably supposed to say that, but that's kind of how my mental health works. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, and you know, when we talk about going to the movies right gabe we're not talking about going to the movies we're talking about dealing with the people in a movie theater for three hours or two hours or going to a restaurant and dealing with people being around people i don't know if that's your thing because i feel like i feel like you're pretty good at that but am i right am i uh, is it difficult for you to be around people or have you pretty much got the knack of that by now
2: so it, it's a little bit of both. It, th- this is this is where this is where life is complicated, right? See, on one hand, I, I'm an extrovert. I, I do genuinely love people. My my job is not an accident. I, I don't think that you can be a, a a public speaker and want to work with the public and dislike people. So I I I want to like state unequivocally, I love people. <laughs> but I also want to state unequivocally, like social norms are a thing, right? Like, for example, we're in America. In America, we shake hands when, when we meet strangers. It's like, hi, my name is Gabe. Oh, my name is Jason. Shake, shake, shake. So that I'm cool with. Shake, shake, I'm, shake. Yeah, shake, shake, shake. shake, shake. I, shake I'm really cool face. with that. But yeah. let's say that I went over to Europe or France where they kiss hello yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not okay with that. And and that's kind of the analogy that I have. There's, there's certain things that I don't like and the things that I don't like are not social norms. So when I say to people like, like, here's, here's a a great example. I I can't sit with my back to the room. They're like, well, what do you mean? You can't sit with your back to the room. I, I, I can't, I get very anxious. I have an anxiety disorder and This is problematic in my job because they always want to sit me in the front of the room facing the stage because it's easy access to the stage that just that from a logistics standpoint, I get it, but I don't want my back to the whole room. So, you know, it becomes this logistical nightmare trying to convince people to alter my seat. And you've got to be very, very careful with this because you don't want to be a diva. Uh, yep. Gabe's a diva. Uh, the, the the chair that we picked out for him wasn't good enough. But at the same time, if I'm not comfortable while I'm waiting to speak, I, I'm I'm gonna start obsessing and have a panic attack or an anxiety issue or or just lose my. I, really, really bad things can happen, and navigating those waters can be difficult. And, and there, there's a million of them. I, I I can't even begin to to list them all. But because they're abnormal, because they're <laughs> different, people don't automatically understand how to deal with me. And then sometimes they start making up their own reasons. Right? Like I said, oh, Gabe doesn't want to sit in that chair. He's too good for that chair. No, that that's that's not it at all.
1: So it's, it's like, I understand it's like why the they might M&M think that M&M way. Situation. Let's say it where, again. Uh, you know, the person only wants green M and M's. I mean, I don't know. I, I believe if you, if you get that level of stardom, when like, uh, you know, you are, are able to be like, I would only like green M and M's.
2: See that um, that's actually an excellent example. My father-in-law was in the concert promotions business and it was Brown M and M's <laughs> and, uh, and it was on the rider and, He told me a fascinating story about the reason that they added that to the rider is because when they got to the concert venue, they would walk into their dressing room and they would look at the M&Ms. If all of the brown M&Ms were removed, they knew that all of the other stuff was fine, that it was all perfect, that all of the big things were taken care of because obviously the little things are, are... are much harder. Whereas if they walked into the dressing room and there was no M&Ms, they're like, "Oh no, they didn't read the rider." So while the brown M&Ms didn't matter, the location of their guitars or their drumsticks or uh you know what time they go, all of those things matter a lot when you're doing a live performance in front of 20,000 people. So on one hand, yeah, the those guys sounded like really awful divas, right? But on the that other is hand, that, isn't that genius?
1: That is kind of now that you think about it. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like an ultimate litmus test uh, to to show that like, hey, these people are at least paying attention. That our guitars are going to be where they're going to be. Our drum sets are going to be tuned up. And, exactly. Uh, so I- exactly.
2: Like I want to add this to like everything now because it, it really <laughs> when when you when you have that missing piece and and that's really the the key that that the listener should focus on. Right. If you miss a piece of the statement. I'm a horrible diva that just can't be pleased. If you understand that I have panic disorder, anxiety disorder, depression, I I've I've got a lot going on with my mental health. If you understand that piece, well, then all of a sudden, hey, Gabe is taking care of his mental health. Like, that's really admirable that he's got these coping skills. So I, I think that our job, right, Jason, is to yeah. is to fill in those pieces so that people understand that all of the people like us, we're, we're not attention seeking. We're not drama kings or queens or we're, we're not trying to be a problem. We just have different needs than the average
1: I, I mean, I think that's great, uh, you know, reflection because honestly, um, when I, when I think about how difficult it is for me to go through, uh, uh, just, I just have difficulty, you know, I mean, I wasn't joking when I said that I am, I feel like sometimes I am the butt of the joke when it comes to life, you know, given this diagnosis is, is a lot. And as much as I don't want to talk about diagnoses and things, it is, it is nice to sometimes be like, you know what? You're right. I, 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 it just does explain a lot, right? Like I was writing um, a story for, um, um, for, for not Na, for NAMI. I was writing, writing in the beginning of my inner own voice story and I started, um, and, and we can talk a little bit about inner own voice if you um, want. Um, i was talking a little bit about um uh, my story and i was going back to like you know because like the new the new internal voice is what happened right and that's interesting because i'm like well what did happen (laughs) what did What started this mess of a man really what happened and it so much shit like i was like recalling stuff and i'm a writer right so i can write this down and i was writing it down and i was like oh man like this is when it began or no, wait, this is when it began. Or this was the time I was, I was bullied or, or, or whatever, or this is the time when I failed or, 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 do you know what I'm saying? Like the, 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 the neurosis that is involved with my everyday life. Um, but, but what I'm getting at is, you know, these things, these, I don't know what I would call it, what some might call a character flaw in me, right. It has actually led to a really great, um, I don't know. Um, I guess it's kind of given us kind of like a mentality that not a lot of people have. Um, And and the way you were talking about how, you know, uh, you know, Gabe is doing this, but no, Gabe is using, uh, you know, Gabe is recognizing that he needs to do this and he's using his, um, his skills to, to keep well. And, and, you know, and he's not being a diva Um, at the same time. Like, people should know that like we might have difficulty going to be in public or go to a restaurant. And it's not because we're trying to cancel plans. It's because our anxiety is really, in, in, hit, you know, ramped up or in our way. Um, you know, and, and I sometimes don't recognize that as a, um, a thing that I, I commonly, uh, you know, I don't commonly think about that at all. I don't. I don't. I, I think. Um, I don't know if most people commonly think that it's difficult to do things that we that. I guess I'm speaking for both of us, and I probably shouldn't. But I find a lot of things difficult to do that the average person necessarily can't. But I still get them done. So it's yeah. just like I have like this stupid monkey on my shoulder. If that makes
2: it, sense, isn't that? I, I kind of like what you said there. It's like it. These things are more difficult for me, but I still get them done. And the context there is that we have to get them done. Right. Right. It it doesn't really matter if it takes me an hour and a half to brush my teeth or two minutes. If I don't brush my teeth, they're going to fall out. My, my teeth, they don't understand that I have a good reason for not wanting to do it. And and that that's the difficult part, right? It's understanding that, that life is life is tough. And sometimes it's tougher. For people with mental illness, because of things that are out of our control, yeah. I think it's also a good time to point out that it's not just people with mental illness that sometimes things are tougher for. You know, I I think of uh, my grandma. I, I love mm-hmm. my grandma. You know, the woman's eighty five years old, and I love her. But we have to walk slower when we yep. go places with her. When sure. I was younger, you know, I was I was a jerk. I was like, Ah, oh, grandma's so slow. Why <laughs> is grandma so yeah. slow? Now that I'm 43 years old, I'm like, "Thank God my grandma is alive." And I will walk next to this woman if it takes a million years to get into the store because it's <laughs> I I have, I have a more complete view of the world. I, you know, I, I was impatient when I was a child. I was a teenager. Grandma was slowing us down. <laughs> and, and now, yeah, grandma can take her, her sweet time, man. She's earned it. She's yeah. earned
1: it. Plus I'm slow now. So <laughs> <laughs> right, it bounces up. it's, it's um. come full circle <laughs> <laughs> at 40. We are, we are slowing down a little, a little, bit, um, ramping up in some way it's slowing down a little bit. Um, you know, uh, I, I feel like what you said is it makes sense. Um, to to not think that just this is just a mental health thing this is a this is a there's a lot of people dealing with a lot of stuff at a, and it's not just mental health there's millions of people dealing with a lot of stuff and we all have i mean what do they say you know life is suffering to find meaning in the suffering you know it really is to find meaning in the suffering so everyone is dealing with something so i just want to uh thank you uh for bringing that because that makes sense to me everyone is dealing with something And sometimes I think the best part about this, this, this mental health journey, right? Gabe is sometimes it's not even a thing at all. Sometimes it's flowing so easily that you're like, oh crap, this is kind of a gift. You know, this is really great. Like I'm speaking or I'm, I'm on stage or I'm writing and I'm prolific. And then all of a sudden, like the next day, you feel like a complete loser. or Yeah, complete... I, I hate
2: it when things go well <laughs> because I'm <yeah>. like, oh, <laughs> when's the when's the other shoe going to drop? When is
1: the other shoe going to drop, right? When is the other shoe going to drop? But, but Gabe, what we deal with on a regular basis is nothing. I mean, just anyone who's dealing with something, dealing with anything, anything at all, uh, what we're dealing with, right, what we're living with, If you can manage to get out of bed and live a productive life, and if you have a a dream, or if you're an entrepreneur, or if you have a vision, or you are excelling, and and even if you are excelling and you're doing all this stuff, and you have a a traumatic past or experiences, that is amazing that you're able to – and I'm talking generally about people that that we as people are able to overcome – and be able to, you know, deal with these hardships, crap stuff, and still make something out of the pain a little bit. I mean, I think a lot of artists, um, artists and musicians and, and writers and comedians, um, they deal with a lot of pain, right? Um, There's a lot of pain. There's not so much, There's some joy, but there's a lot of pain. And that pain is put into the music, into the art, into the comedy, into the writing. And I, I think that's what makes people like excel at their craft is because they that that, you know there are those one the one-sided um people but there is also these multi-dimensional people who have experienced things and um that's what that goes for anyone who's ever like really experienced some sort of anything experienced life right
2: i i think that that any sort of extreme emotion is, is really fodder for inspiration, right? And sure. and pain is an extreme emotion. I, 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 I don't think that it's an accident that the, the, two most popular types of songs out there are falling in love and breaking up, <laughs> right? Those are, those yeah. are, cause falling in love is really, it's so beautiful and it's so emotional and it just, Oh, I'm so in love. Yay. And, and losing that love is, is so painful. And where'd she go? I miss her. And it, it it's brutal, right? Your, your heart is ripped out. And then you add into the fact that, you know, love is the great equalizer, right? It doesn't matter if you're a a billionaire or poor uh, falling in love feels the same and, and being dumped feels the same, but, but it's those extreme emotions. I, I, I'm not surprised. And, and pain is pain is an extreme emotion. A lot of people I, don't
1: realize it, but it is. Well, there was two thoughts that came to my head when you were saying that one, I was thinking of one of the uh, three things I actually gave, this is what I was thinking. One death is a great equalizer <laughs> Which is yeah. unfortunate because that really is. It doesn't matter how many uh, how many boats you have in your life, you're still gonna die with the, anyone who doesn't have anything, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. So that, death is a great equalizer. I don't know who said that. Someone famous. Two, you were talking about yes, well, you were talking about uh, songs about love, right? Yeah. And I think about songs about longing. I think I think longing is is a beautiful thing. You know the song Yesterday by the Beatles. I do? Yes. It's one of the greatest songs ever written, right? And it says, Yesterday my problems seem so far away. Now I feel like they've come here to stay. You know, why did she have to go? You know, all this kind of stuff. That is beautiful writing. And it's also, um, you know, uh, it's definitely talking about what you're talking about, uh, the the loss of love or longing. The other thing I was thinking of, have, have you seen Yesterday? Because I thought it was a really good movie. Did you see that yet? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I I have not seen the movie it it I don't know it kind of looked weird to me uh, it, 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 I don't know like like a weird uh I don't I don't, look like, like a cash a weird I, don't, I don't know
1: right right you don't know you're, you're you're pretty correct you know what it's about
2: I, it it the Beatles don't exist but this one guy still <laughs> remembers all of the Beatles songs so he effectively gets to write all the Beatles songs yeah, yeah. and yeah, uh, yeah i I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the greatest movie ever made, and I just didn't give it a chance. But um,
1: I I wouldn't say it's the greatest movie ever made. But I I did enjoy it because, like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of, lot of, lot of bad movies. Garbage. Kind of decent, you know. I try and I don't know. It's very difficult to to uh, watch a, a movie, and 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 find it to be enjoyable for me because there's a lot of this – like I can't watch Netflix. I can't jump into 10 seasons of one show anymore. I can't do that. I got too much stuff to do. And I did that last year. I did that. I, I binged Dexter. I know, right? That's, that's on – That that's is a
2: great Netflix. show. That well, is – I am. I am well, but Dexter is an excellent show. That that oh. was not a waste of time. That was a good use of your time. I Thank approve, you. sir.
1: Right. <laughs> I agree. Dexter is an awesome show, but it is also a. It's a. It's a show that. Uh, it, it is. Is. It's. It's violent. All right. It's a little violent. It's. It's. It's a little, little violent show. I did enjoy the hell out of it, but it was. It was crazy, and then the other show I binge was The Office, um, and I, I, I binged that whole thing. So that was. So every winter, something happens where I binge a show. Right now, I'm trying to um, binge Silicon Valley because I just think that's a great show. Um, is it? Where is that at? I, I kind of want to see that. Oh, it's really great. It's really great. It's an HBO show. It's about uh, a start, a bunch of people who st- uh, uh, they have a startup company, and it's very funny. Um, uh, it's is it on Netflix? like Hulu or Netflix? Huh. Is it on Hulu or Netflix? I would say it's Hulu or HBO. Yeah,
2: no, I don't have HBO.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to go through some sort of channels or something to get that.
2: No, um,
1: uh, but uh, yeah, I th- I think it's been great. Uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, the writing's really good. Um, but uh, there's a couple there's a couple things that you know I get I just get lost in, and that's one of the things is you got to pull back. You know, I read this really great book. Um, have you ever read the book uh, Make Time? No. Oh I've man, I love it. this book. It was written by these guys from Google, right? And um they wrote it and they wrote about time wasters, right? And time wasters are things that that um autom- no, time pools. Time pools I think is what they're called. And and what the, and what time pools do are things that automatically when you watch something it automatically plays something else. It's called a time pool. Right. It will constantly go over. I don't know if it was the word was time pool, but was the idea it was it would constantly go over and over and over. So like Facebook will, you can scroll forever on Facebook, right? Netflix, if you watch something, it will start over with another show. YouTube, all these things, all these things are designed to do that, right? So you got to pull. I, so I always try and pull away from that stuff. But right now I'm playing video games, which is another thing that is also, you know, uh, difficult to to do. Um, but yeah, there's all these uh, damn uh, things that we get sidetracked with. And I absolutely got sidetracked with what we were just talking about. Because we started t- t- talking about Dexter, Gabe. And I can totally – I can vibe on Dexter for a while. So Dexter
2: um, is the greatest show ever. Yeah,
1: it was really good. and, okay, I, and Maybe I, not
2: ever, but it's it's really
1: good. It was really good. It was just a very, very well-written show. Did you watch You? Did you watch You yet?
2: I, I didn't. I've, I've kind of stayed away from that. It looks it
1: looks a little – Yeah, know, right, right, right. It right.
2: looks, looks uncool. A <laughs>
1: little, little, little too dexterish. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, there's a lot of shows out there that are really pushing the envelope that I try. and. Uh, I mean I watched like 13 Reasons Why but I didn't watch the second season because, you know. Uh, anyway. Um, so, Gabe – thank you for being on the show first of all and 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 if you um if our listeners are listening right now gabe howard is an author of the book mental illness is an asshole and that's the name of the book um it's a great idea it's a great idea to throw throw a word like asshole into a book uh it grabbed my attention um and to truth uh it is an asshole right gabe
2: yeah hell yeah it's an asshole. <laughs>
1: complete asshole how did you how did you start mental illness and asshole talk talk about it how did where did the um where did the one the uh the the chapters come from two how long did it take you to write it and three just talk about you like you know i write books myself and 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 what is it what is it how long let me back up what is it like to write a book like mental illness is an Asshole? To continue to, um, uh, you know, um, are you writing another book? Let's just talk about mental illness as an asshole a little bit. What was the uh, the um, spark behind it? So mental
2: illness is an, is an asshole. It's a book that has it's three hundred and eighty pages and it encompasses a whole bunch of articles that I wrote over five years so the the first thing that I tell people is listen if you have enough free time, you can find damn near everything on the internet, but it's not in a nice handy package right and we want to put it in a handy package and and make make like make make life easy for you uh so just uh just 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 keep that in mind. But the article Mental Illness is as an asshole came before the book. And the 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 article came because things are an asshole became a trend on the internet. I, I think it all started with three-year-olds are assholes. It went viral. There's this poor mom that just couldn't take it anymore with her kids. And she was just like, oh my God, my children are assholes. It really resonated. And then all of a sudden, everybody started writing such and such are assholes because it became a trending topic. It became a keyword. It's like it's like a meme that's really popular for a month. This month, such and such as an asshole was very popular. So I wrote mental illness is as an asshole. Uh, because it is. Mental illness is an asshole. Now, fast forward all these years later, I got a publisher. They want to publish the book. And they're like, okay, Gabe, we want to name the book Mental Illness is an Asshole. And I'm like, that's funny. What are we really going to name it? And they're like, no, we we, we dig it. And uh, I, I, I said – I don't know. I don't like it. And they're like, well, you don't get an opinion. Uh, so, <laughs> I, 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 But they were right. It, it really made it stand out. It, it really drew people's attention to it. It really made people interested. It made people stop and ask a question. And sometimes that's really it, right? Sometimes getting people to stop and ask a question is enough that that that's that's enough. You know, it it's hard to get people to notice anything in 2020. So that, that nanosecond of what the hell is that? is is enough. And it it's 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 been very popular. And I've gotten lots of great feedback on it. It's it's a lot bigger than people think. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, 380 pages. The thing weighs well over a pound. I mean, it's 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 a paperback book, and it's it's just gigantic. I I'm I'm really kind of impressed that the publisher agreed to publish so much. I uh, you, you know I'm surprised that they didn't try to hit it at like 150 or 200 pages, but they really wanted it to be a complete resource and a reference, and uh, you know, kind of take you through a journey. And this is the last thing I'll say about the book. I I, I promise, but I I really believe with, with all of my heart, that there is something in that book that will make every single person on the planet really happy. And there is something in that book that will make that same happy person really, really pissed off. (laughs) And, and that to me has a lot of value because if everything you read, you agree with, yeah, you probably don't have the whole story, right? You're probably missing something. It's, it's kind of unreasonable to think that there's something out there that is just a hundred percent perfect just for you. Uh, I wrote it and it's not a hundred percent perfect just for me. There's, there's stuff in there that pisses me off. Uh, and like I said, I wrote it. Now, so I it pisses you off. What do you mean by that? That just, you read it and you think to yourself, this is terrible. I, I don't like this at all. I disagree with this. This is not true. He is wrong. I uh, and, uh, hell, maybe I am, I don't think so. Or I wouldn't have wrote it, but maybe I am. And, uh, I, I think that that's, I think it's valuable. I, I think it's really valuable to disagree with things out in the real world. And, uh, y- you know, whether or not I'm proven to be right in the end, or I'm, I'm proven to be wrong in the end, I think it has great value that it elicited an emotion in you, that it made you think, wait a minute, what, what's happening here? <laughs> uh, I, I I think that's powerful. And and I think that, that our, our society isn't set up that way anymore. I mean, people watch the news that caters to them, whatever they hate, they watch the news channel that tells them to hate it and whatever they love. They watch the news channel that tells them to love it. Uh, in the meantime, you're, you're getting a very, you're getting a very singular view of the world And uh, I I think that's sad. I I think it's really sad because what are the chances that you're right uh, forever and that things never change? Maybe you were right 20 years ago, but things change all the time. I think we need to be open to the idea that that things change and and we're not.
0: Hey there, all you mammals and Martians. This is Prof from The Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a hollow in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show, and stay tuned
1: hey everybody it's uh, w- welcome back to the oddball show. Um, we're with Gabe Howard still I say we uh, the collective we uh, it's just it's just me here um, but uh, I'm still with Gabe here and we are having a great time and I will say we on that one because that is true um, at least I'm speaking for myself. I'm sure Gabe might agree um, but anyway, Let's talk Oddball Magazine. What has been going on with Oddball Magazine the last couple of weeks? Because it's been since uh, I think the last time we all spoke, I was interviewing Adam Levon Brown, who is uh, the Blue Nib uh, Chapbook Award winner for his book, Break Poems on Mental Illness. And that was an awesome interview. Um, he is a fantastic guy. Check him out. He is uh, Madness Muse Press. And he can be found uh, on uh, Madness Muse Press. Also, his book, as well as Gabe's book, are both available on the Audible bookstore, uh, which has been um, revamped to showcase some of the, the poets and artists that I really like, including um, uh, Gloria Mindok, uh from Serena Barber Press. I just added her new book to uh the uh pot uh, to the bookstore as well as Timoth- timothy gager's uh new book um as well as david miller's new book and lee Verron's new book lee varon's new book i'm sorry um let's see who else well gabe you're on you're on there too um and so is adam levon brown um and, and like five or six other people including three of three books that i published uh, julia carlson um martha boss stephen wright jason wright um and the um new england's best lit uh uh, anthology of course you can also find chad's book there too so check out our oddball bookstore um as well as our new march store where you can find new t-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies of obi my dog. And um, you can check out Jagged Thought uh, 305, Waking Up Will. That's my last Jagged Thought of the week. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a it's a three-chapter story that I was writing. I thought it was pretty cool because I'm reading this book, Lilith by uh, J.R. Salamanca, and it reminds me of that style. And every time I read a book, I always get in the style of the writer a little bit. But I was kind of I like this one a lot, Waking Up Will, but it's three chapters long, so I won't read it today after the show. Um, but check it out at oddballmagazine.com. Plus, we have The Secrets of Skinny People with Jeffrey Fallon, our our weekly comic strip, as well as The Odds by Bill Harvey. Uh, we have a poem by Mark Tulin with artwork by Ira Joel Haber. And, of course, on Friday we had Bruce Wise's Wise Words. We had feedback with Lizzie Von Teague. And also another cool article, Lizzie Von Teague, she's going to talk about um, – The uh, Andrew Jackson Jihad Their newest album That should be really great Um, And of course Janet Cormier And shout out to Liza Zayas For all you do with the Underground Garden Um, If you want to contact us at all You can check us out at OddballMagazine.com We are on Twitter, Facebook Um, The podcast is available On all podcast networks That is Stitcher Radio That is uh spotify itunes um, the like you can also catch us on buzzsprout as well um yeah that's really what's going on with Oddball magazine um except for we are working on possibly two new columnists to join the the uh magazine more to come and we have we are going to be promoting a uh a, a three tv which is our um which is our MTV, like you know, our poetry videos and stuff, and we're going to be um, promoting one of Prof's um, bands. So you know, let's let's take a look at that when that comes around. So till then, those are the kind of things that are going on at Oddball Magazine.
0: Hey there, all you mammals and Martians! This is Prof from the Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well, then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show, and stay tuned.
1: And we're back with Gabe Howard. Uh, hey, Gabe! Hey. hey, hey! How are you, buddy? I am. I am well. I am well.
2: <laughs> I was hanging out in the green room while you were doing your announcements. It's very oh, cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry about the weatherman. The the the, the weatherman takes forever to to to, do, to deliver the weather and so. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the green room uh, was nice. Was there brown M and Ms there? <laughs>
2: there there were not. You are. Your ability to pay attention to detail is incredible.
1: <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's what you call a callback, right there, um, Gabe. It, it, uh, so, let me ask you: How can we reach out to you? How can my uh, how can the fans from the Oddball Show podcast uh, reach out to you? Gabehoward.com,
2: dot com, That's like one stop shopping for Gabe mm. Howard and uh I, I I can't recommend that enough. But of course if you're if you're lazy and I, I understand that and you just want to get straight to the stuff that you're interested in and you don't want to wander all over my site that that's fair. I completely understand that. You can email me at gabe at gabehoward.com. That's that's obviously option number one. Uh, if you're interested in the not crazy podcast you can go to com slash not crazy. That is the primary website Of course, you can also just search for Not Crazy Podcast on your favorite podcast player. Now, if you want the book, you got a couple of options. You can go to Amazon or wherever fine books are sold and pay too much. Or, and we're right back to GabeHoward.com, you can go to my site. You can buy it there. I give a little bit of a discount over the cover price. uh, And I sign it and I include like stickers and pens and all kinds of fun stuff. So, uh, you know, no matter how hard you try, you're probably going to end up on GabeHoward.com eventually
1: and you just mentioned the uh, not crazy podcast so let's get right into that uh can you tell me a little bit about the not crazy podcast uh when did when did it begin and and you know tell me just a little bit about it if we were to check it out right now what would the not crazy podcast be all about
2: The Not Crazy Podcast is a podcast with two people living with mental illness, talking about life from the perspective of a couple of people living with mental illness. I live with bipolar disorder. My co-host lives with depression and anxiety. And we feel that, that we see the world differently. We have needs and wants and desires that are different from people who aren't managing mental illness. And we kind of want to talk about stuff and we want our opinions to be known and we're talking to people who live with you know not not just mental illness like bipolar and schizophrenia but also you know mental health issues like anxiety and depression and and everything wrapped up into one wherever you fall we just we just don't think that there is enough real talk about mm. mental health and mental illness And that's the whole purpose. It's real talk. It's called not crazy for a very specific reason. And that's because people don't lie awake at night and wonder whether or not they have good mental health. People lie awake at night and whether, I don't know what the hell happened there. People lie awake at night and wonder whether or not they're crazy. Yeah. It, it it's it's really the truth. It, all of this this flowery language that we use, I, I'm not saying that it doesn't have a purpose. I'm not trying to, you know, open up a can of worms here, but th- that's not the way people are thinking when they're scared. It's not the way people are thinking when they're lonely. It's not the way people are thinking when they're, you know, suicidal or when they just don't have the words to describe what is going on in their own minds. They they honestly they're lying in bed they're lying up at night, they're wandering the streets, they're they're thinking while they're watching television or whatever it is they're doing, they're thinking, am I going crazy? Am I crazy? And they hope that they're not crazy. And that's the show.
1: So it sounds like, um, you know, you're trying to cut the bullshit out of um, the flowery language of mental health and talk real talk. And I really appreciate that.
2: I mean, that's Uh, a better way to say it. You know, I I wasn't sure if I could say bullshit on the show. So
1: now I I know. know. (laughs) Um, We already said asshole. Uh, That's true.
2: That's true. I I thought maybe that was the, I did a speaking engagement in a church and I'm like, okay, I'm in a church. And they're like, okay, listen, you can, you can say asshole when you reference the book, but that's it. No other swearing. I was like, oh, okay. I I don't want to be a dick. Oh, (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) <laughs> um, have you ever? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna sidetrack us for a second. Have you ever seen the commercial where he's like, "So, do I have the the job, Mister Dumbass?" <laughs> it's
2: a good
1: commercial. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, do I have the <laughs> do I have the job, Mister Dumbass? <laughs> oh man, yeah. um And yeah, you can definitely, you can can definitely realize that sometimes there is a lot of uh, flowery language around it, but is it really, are, are, you know, do people just, before you seek treatment, uh, I mean, I'm going to talk for myself. Did I realize I was crazy? Yes. There was a part in, uh, uh, there was something in my life that was happening that I was like, oh my God, like I am losing it. You know, I actually said to myself, I think I'm going crazy. And it sounds like I'm not the only one who's ever said, am I going crazy or am I crazy or is this crazy or whatever? And then you take the lexicon of the word crazy, right? And you're like, oh, well, that's not, you know, that's not a recovery-oriented word. But honestly, um, I wrote a poem called A Patient Speaks Up where I talked about all the language in um in mental health. Because there's a lot, right? I work in mental health. I work as a uh, certified peer specialist so i'm always dispelling what it's like to uh, you know the language centered around mental health and you know the word crazy right there's that's that's a word right it's a word that that has a lot of weight to it but in the poem i wrote you know crazy is a word that is used when people can't explain what something is right the word crazy And then I wrote, allow me, mental illness is crazy. Now let's move on. Because first of all, you really can't explain mental illness, right? How would you explain mental illness to anyone? You'd be like, oh, it's just, uh, just picture your brain just fucking with you over and over, constantly attacking you, trying to, you know what I mean? You can't, right? You just can't. So when you talk about crazy, the word crazy, you know, it's a it's a weird word. So when you call it not crazy, what are you trying to say by not crazy if that makes sense?
2: See, that's just it. That that I I am trying to say everything that you just said. I am trying to say that crazy means mental illness. I'm trying to say that crazy means something wild that you don't see out there. I'm trying to say crazy means what you don't want to become. I'm trying to say that crazy is something that you're scared of. I'm trying to say that crazy is the new roller coaster that's opening at your favorite amusement park. I'm trying to say that crazy is the way that your grandmother acts whenever there's you know new music on the radio that she doesn't recognize recognize. I I, I think that people just, they get so hung up on words and nobody is paying attention to the context. No, no. The context is where the value is. Right. And if you look at this, you're like, not crazy. What the hell is he talking about? I hope, I hope that that makes you listen to the show. That's all I want because that will tell you exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not shy.
1: That's fantastic what i'm what i'm hearing when you said the roller coaster thing i was actually thinking the roller coaster thing which made me like think oh no uh i hope i'm not thought broadcasting and that's kind of crazy and that's kind of how my brain goes um but like um when you when you were just talking about um the word crazy the context behind it there's a lot of words and we could talk about the sensitivity of people's language right um the word I mean, I'm sure you've heard it before, someone saying I'm just being OCD about something um, and thinking like, hey, that's not right. Do you know what OCD is like? It is not something to be really joked about. It's a very – I think OCD as one of the mental health issues that I struggle with is one of the more stronger mental health issues that I've ever struggled with. So when someone like says, oh, I just like to uh, be uh, – uh, really neat about this. I'm kind of OCD about this. It's like, no, you're not. I don't know if that's what you mean by that. But when you put into context the word, um, you know, all these words, you know, it is what you were talking about. How you described crazy was just how I was thinking crazy is. It's something you can't understand, you can't comprehend it. When you said the roller coaster was crazy, that was something I was thinking that yeah roller coasters are crazy you know what i mean cuz you are almost scared by it you're almost scared by it but if something's crazy right it's something that is i don't know how to explain it it's crazy
2: it's crazy it, the word has value and the word has meaning let's go back to your ocd uh example yes it, do it when somebody says oh i'm just so ocd in that moment what you have is a misunderstanding They don't understand what OCD is. And here's what I see happen time and time again. Somebody says... Oh, I'm so OCD, and somebody says you are not. That's a serious illness. Educate yourself. How could you be so rude? You're mocking all kinds of sick people. And then the person says, "Look, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings." Well, you should think about the language that you use. Oh my! Can you believe that? And then everybody gets uh, everybody gets all all be- wow, that stigma right there. You were right. discriminate, and now everybody is just there. Everybody is so angry so angry oh and yeah. what I would so much rather see happen is, Oh, I'm just so o- OCD. You know, I, I know you don't realize this, but that's sort of one of those things that that's not true. OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. And the people who suffer from it, they have these symptoms that you don't have. What you are is particular or a perfectionist or You you know, just you're these other things and uh, you don't understand how hurtful it is, but but I want you to know that it is. And I'm not, I'm not calling you out in public. I've, I've pulled you aside to tell you and, and I'm here to answer questions. I don't think you're a bad person at all. I I just, and there's so much love and support and consideration that maybe the person will still give pushback. Well, I didn't mean anything by it. I know I completely (laughs) understand. And then they'll think about it. Yeah. And then they'll think, man, you, you know, G- Gabe was polite. Gabe educated me. Gabe gave me information that I didn't have. And then they'll think to themselves, you know what? I I didn't even think about it that way. Mm. And why would they think about it that way? They, they don't have OCD. They don't understand. They heard somebody else say it and they just picked it up. All of our expressions we heard somebody else say. I mean, right. Just everything. You know why things are on fleek? Because some YouTuber said it. I don't even know what "yeet" means, but it's another thing that we're all saying because somebody else said it.
1: Well, I, you know listen, I mean, when things are on fleek. On fleek dude. Yeah, when things are on fleek, they're on fleek. Sometimes things yeah. are on fleek, and when they're on fleek, you just gotta go. Hey, man. Things
2: used to not be on fleek. <laughs> uh, I, 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 but now things are, and then they'll be not again. I just, I, <laughs> I look at all of these arguments and I look at all of these hurt feelings, and I just think, you know, living with mental illness makes me feel misunderstood and alone. And when somebody says the wrong thing and I jump down their throat, I am steering right into their misunderstanding and I'm making them feel alone. And now both of us, are misunderstood and alone. And that's just, isn't that the travesty? We're all trying to find love, connection, and acceptance, and both sides are pushing the other side away. And it's just- You're right. No, you're right. No, you're right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> why, why can't we all find common ground? There's so much common ground. You have a and, great day.
1: No, you have a yeah, great day. <laughs> that's
2: what you I want. I want people arguing over like the best way to hug somebody goodbye <laughs> or not hug somebody goodbye. No, I'll
1: hold the door for you. You hold the door for me. You know, the other day I had the door for someone, and they said Chivalry's not dead, and I was like, "Wow, that's a nice way to start my dunk and run." <laughs> Chivalry isn't dead. It's just, it's just, it just needs help. It needs a little help.
2: Let so, people into traffic. Say please and thank you. Hold open a door. You, you know, give a kid
1: a quarter. Uh, the life is short. <laughs> give a kid a quarter. Life is short. Um, so, what is your uh, what is what what is your favorite? Uh, do you interview guests on Not Crazy? Uh, do you have a particular favorite guest you've interviewed? If you do interview people on Not Crazy,
2: uh, Not Crazy doesn't have a lot of guests. Uh, we we have some. There was a there was a nice woman whose name uh, has has is escaping me at the moment, but she's just recently diagnosed with bipolar disorder. In fact, she was mm. like three four months past diagnosis when we interviewed her, and she was incredibly brave because. It, I, we just asked her questions like, how do you feel? What was it like? What were you thinking? How do you feel now? And, uh, you know, her answers it, it, on one hand, they were what you would expect. She was scared. She was terrified. She didn't know how to tell people she, she was worried about the future, but, but there, there was just such her personality came through. It wasn't just her fear. It was her fear. And I, I think that sometimes it, you know, I, I was diagnosed 17 years ago. I, mm. I do remember what it felt like, but it's a lot easier to feel the trauma of the diagnosis when you've got 17 years past that trauma. Yeah. And this woman had three months.
1: Oh, geez. So it was it was really – it was very new to her and you, and you were talking to her about it.
2: Incredibly new to her. Oh, wow. I mean, I just – it was I, – I almost – I, I – Sincerely, I I took a little bit of pause having her on the show. You know, she offered to do it, and uh, you know, she agreed to be anonymous, which which, you know really helps in in these situations because people feel a little more free to share. And uh, you know, I, I made sure that she understood what she was getting into, and and you know that kind of thing. And and you know, she understood, of course, but. But, you know, even even I was like, I don't know, maybe I should protect her from herself, which is just a, a horrible thing to do to somebody. You, I will decide when you're ready to tell your story. That's that's not up to Gabe. <laughs> uh, but but there are concerns, right? You you don't want people to get hurt on your watch. Uh, so it's tough. The the world is tough. Ultimately, we decided that our, our show is not live. So if you know, we, we thought, well, we'll record it. If, if the, if the end result is good and she still feels good about it after it's over, we will, we will go to, go to press. And we did, and we got so many emails on it. So many people were just like, I, I feel her in such a, such a, such a meaningful way. And, and I liked that. I, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. that That's really great that you gave the option of saying this isn't live. So if this, uh, if this makes you feel uncomfortable and you don't want to roll with it, then, uh, totally you know let, let's let's do that you know and i feel like the fact that you got positive feedback from it that's really great did you share it with her oh yeah, yeah 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 and great. and
2: yeah we we passed stuff along she was she felt very very good about it uh, and, and you know she she's probably the next uh, uh she's she's probably the next advocate you know and in you know obviously she's got a lot on her plate right now you know getting getting, you know, diagnosed recently, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, but she mm-hmm. is, she is talking about it. She's telling her family about it. She obviously agreed to, to share, uh, you, you know, her, her story, which is, which is very new on the show. And, you know, 10 years from now, she'll, she'll be well. And, and I'm uh, not, not 10 years from now, you know, probably two years from now. Uh, and it it's just, it's just amazing. And I, I think that we need, I just think we need, we need more amazing stories when it comes to managing mental illness, because the, the, the crisis stories, they're just, they're just everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the uh, cool things about, um, you know, people who have written books, uh, you know, biographies and stuff is they can really, um, you know, a biography, uh, of someone who's gone through it, uh, could really help someone who's just going through it. Um, you know, and I think I don't read enough biographies of, of uh but you know, I've but I know a lot of personal stories of uh, of other people. Um but yeah, I think that's a really great way of uh you know, educating yourself is by reading a uh, you know, a bio of someone who's actually gone through it. And not not just educating, but motivating, you know, moving uh moving you from um. Oh man, I am totally lost in this. To like, oh, you know, like oh, someone else has gone through it and they're they're you know moving forward with it. Um, and I think you know books like you know, uh, you know, so books that I've read like on uh, you know Touched by Fire and things like that. Um, really helped me when I was first. I mean, I mean, the first time when I was diagnosed bipolar, that was two two things I remember. Gabe one. Jimi Hendrix had manic depression. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, that's what I remembered because I remember hearing manic depression when I was 15 years old. I was like, manic depression, that's what I have. Um, you know, that's one. And then two, I read i, I read about all the people who had also had, had something like that in the book Touched by Fire, um, K. Redfield Jameson. So the fact that, you know, you were able to talk to this person um, who also is 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 kind of I mean new to the whole bipolar thing, and um, you know that's really great. You know, I mean, I'm sure that your your conversation with with that person really uh, you know helped. I'm guessing.
2: Yeah, I obviously I don't know what goes through my listeners' minds. I know that the emails that I get, I, I know the feedback that we get. I know the people who choose to share with me and uh, share with us. Uh, you know, I just happen to be the one that checks the email box. So yep. I, but I, I, I just, I, I have to believe that demystifying some of this stuff. I mean, it, it, it was, it was a year from the time I was diagnosed and the time I actually had a frank and honest and open conversation with somebody about mental illness was or about bipolar disorder was, was probably a year. I mean, I, I, I talked to my therapist obviously, and I, I talked, but I, you know, it was so medical. I, I, I finally joined a support group, you know, a year or so later it was called uh, bipolar bears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, it, it, it just changed my it changed my outlook because I was talking to other people. It was peer support, right? It was peer support before they called it peer support. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, we're sitting here and we're talking about, you know, we like this, we hate this, we're scared of this, we're not scared of this. What are you for? And just it was just we didn't have to worry about somebody charting us or it was just it was just honest, and yeah. uh, that yeah, had yeah. a lot of productivity to it.
1: Yeah. I found a lot of uh, help with uh, that initial diagnosis with like, you know, groups like DVSA and stuff, um, you know, and and realizing that I wasn't totally alone. It wasn't until I became a peer support specialist and got involved with advocacy that I was able to start to become more of. more proud of or owning, owning, I don't know, not, own, not owning it. That's not the word. Um, accepting it, you know, you know, you know, accepting it, being proud of it, advocating for it. You know, I was very much, a, you know, ha- having, having something like a uh, uh, mental illness, bipolar, schizoaffective, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was suffering in silence for a very long time and now I'm pretty open with it, which is, which is great. You know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. Cause you know, you, you, you think it's great. But at the same time, you still have to deal with it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it never goes away.
1: Yeah, I yeah, know it can be treated though. You know, results may vary, but it can be treated. Um, so I thought maybe, Gabe, we would r- run down the hour, and uh, we usually we usually end off uh, the with a quick. I, I usually do something called uh, "Do You Know Your Podcast Host," which no one knows <laughs> me. So I think that's that's a fun game um, where you where I ask. Uh, you, you, I ask you things about me, but I'm not going to do that this time. Since you're a podcast host, I'm going to ask you some things, um, and let's just quick, just fire them off. Ready? Here we go. All right. Okay, Gabe Howard, are you ready for whatever this is? We used to do something called a list of ten, which was much more organized. It, but it, but it was like, you know, it was from like James Lipton um, school of thought. My 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 podcast host prof, he really was. Uh, fantastic interviewer but you have me now so are you ready gabe for the hodgepodge of bullshit here we go gabe what is your favorite book
2: needful things by stephen king
1: nice is that your favorite movie too
2: no it's a terrible movie god-awful movie just a (laughs) shameful shameful movie
1: yeah it didn't follow the book at all.
2: no it was a horrific movie horrific movie i'm 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 ashamed that you invoked it as a movie on this show i'm <laughs> I'm disconnecting in a huff,
1: oh man, wouldn't that be funny if you actually did that <laughs> would <What if, laughs> my two my two favorite movies, my favorite book and favorite movie can be answered the same thing Fried green tomatoes really no no
2: oh <laughs> I, I'm sorry.
1: I mean, it's a good food. <laughs> yeah. My favorite food and my favorite movie, fried green tomato. All right. Um, so, uh, and needful things, uh, going back to that, uh, wasn't, I don't know, we won't talk about the end of it because, you know, we don't like spoilers here. Um, but didn't he fly away at the, I don't know, anyway. Um, <clears throat> favorite movie game? Favorite movie
2: uh, you know, this is, this is, this is always tough because I, I, I do respect genres, but my mm. favorite movie overall is Pulp Fiction. Ah, Pulp
1: Fiction. Yeah. It's such a good one. Did you know that Samuel L. Jackson actually, uh, it was going to be Lawrence Fishburne. Can you imagine that? No, that's so, going to be Samuel L. Jackson's character.
2: I'm so glad that it ended up being, being, yeah, no, that
1: would. can you imagine if it was Samuel L. Jackson in the matrix? Oh man, that would have yeah. been a mix-up.
2: Not not good. It, no. it was. It's better the way that it is.
1: All right. Well, the word association. I wrote word association, and I wrote uh, brackets around it. So I'm just gonna skip that one because I don't know. Uh, uh, what's the first word you can think of right now, Gabe? W. W. Good. W. Is that a
2: word? No, it's that's not even a word. The, the first word I can think about is not a word.
1: <laughs> well, technically, W is a word. If you say, yeah. if you if you if you, say, if you say phonetically, it would be W. That the first be...
2: word that I was thinking of was double, and double. I wanted you to know it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're great. You're great. Uh, uh, then so I, I, put, I put uh, next uh, sports guy. Sports guy. Yeah, am I like? Do I like sports? I like sports. All right, great, great, fantastic. Uh, now, this is a question from the top ten uh, that we used to do. All you need is blank. Love. Okay. Well, that's that's well. Some people say that. Some people say. does everybody but, say that? Yeah. It's the Beatles,
2: man. You just you you told me you love the Beatles earlier, and it's your show. I'm not going to. Do be I love term.
1: the Beatles? I mean, I like the Beatles. Uh, they're pretty good.
2: Um, oh paul mccartney's not playing your birthday party now
1: that reminds me of when i was on wheel of fortune and and i didn't shout out my work and 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 pat said well there goes your promotion and there went my promotion um who's your favorite person my wife that yeah, that's a pretty good one then i put a smiley face uh what's your favorite memory
2: oh man my favorite memory I don't know. I, I've got a few, I mm. guess. My favorite memory. Mm. I don't know. I don't,
1: I don't know. All right. I don't know is, is an acceptable one. It could have been now uh, that the, your favorite memory could have been when you said we're talking about needful things. So earnestly, I mean, I, my, my, my honest to goodness, favorite memory might be the
2: midnight showing of episode three I just it, it was really? sold out in every theater in Columbus, Ohio. I uh, I was I was with my friends. We were happy. Of course, we we had tickets to the 1201 showing. Oh, I, yeah. That was a really really good memory. All all kidding aside, I mean, I just uh it, I, and, and we had a really good time. Of course we had to get there, you know, before assigned seating and everything. So, you know, we got there at like six o'clock in the afternoon to make sure that we were first in line and we were together and we had fun and we stayed up all night and yeah, it was a really good memory.
1: That's a yeah. good one. That was, that's a, that's a great memory to have.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going with that. That's I, I'm not a hundred percent sure somewhere. I feel like there's a relative that's like, really? Really? You're you're <laughs> yeah, right,
1: right. You know, you don't
2: remember when I was I was cured from cancer and 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 you found out I was getting it's like I I I forgot. Or, you know, my wife is listening. She's like, "Our wedding day. Yeah, How could right. you forget oh, our God. wedding?" Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was that one.
1: It was, it was all right. episode 3. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Gabe. I mean, I mean, it was good and then you saw the movie and then you're like, "Oh, all right. Well, yeah, it was all right."
2: I mean, um, you know, it it's not the worst of the three. No, it
1: was the best of the three, actually.
2: Exactly. So Ooh, Definitely um, you best know, of the best three. It, in, in, incremental progress.
1: I, I don't think it was that bad. I mean, out of the three, that was definitely the best. Um, and then, okay, so a long time ago, my this poet friend of mine, his name is C.C.R. Chagra, had a show called The Do You Know Show. And I called him up on a wintry day at like two and like this is no lie. He was having the show and he was, he was like putting it on like something, and I caught it and he was like, Call in if you want. You know, any of anyone listening right now, call in. And I had a great discussion with him, and I had never met him before. It was the first time I'd ever talked to him. And his car his his he had a cool show. It was called um the What What Do You Think Show, I believe is what it was called. Um, or what do you know show. And his name uh you know, he's a great poet and everything. And he wrote, he his whole thing was about change, right? And his question, the first question he asked me was, what change do you want to see in the world? Uh, um, yeah, he said, what change do you want to see in the world for tomorrow? I was like, wow, that's that's interesting. Uh, what change do you want to see in the world for tomorrow's people? So let me ask I, you, I, what change do you want to see in the world for our future.
2: I, I would like people to be more compassionate and understanding. I, I, I really wish that people would take a moment to try to understand where the other person is coming from or what might be going on with their life before just staring, you know, steering right into the stereotypes and the, you know, if one more person tells me that, You know, only rednecks drive pickup trucks. Uh, Come on. Lots of people drive pickup trucks. But, you know, this this is the problem when you assume that you know somebody based on, you know, nonsense like like cars. And I I just I just hate it. People are just people are just mean to each other for no reason. And and I wish people would stop that sincerely.
1: I, I think that's a thing that we all wish. We all wish people would just stop being mean to each other. Um and kind of reconsider someone's side, you know? And yeah, just put yourself in their shoes. Let's put yourself in their shoes, exactly. I mean, uh, a lot of people are going through stuff, and I think, you know, the trauma-informed view is that everyone's gone through something, right? So, um, you know, if you're listening out there um, and you are going through something, know that you're not alone. Uh, know that uh, both I and Gabe have uh, been through something uh, just like someone, uh, outside, uh, or inside or around or around you, if you look around, someone's been through something, maybe not the same thing as you, but we're all kind of going through something. So why are we being mean to each other? Why are all these bad things happening? Um, so just keep that in mind, you know, just be nicer to people. And that's how I usually close off the podcast, you know, be kind to each other. Um, so I would like to do that, but before I go, I'd like to, uh say to gabe um oh actually i'd like to say to the listeners if you ever want to check out gabe go to gabehoward.com if you want to check out the psych central podcast which is one of uh the uh uh, greater podcasts on, on the internet about mental health you can check that out you can check out not crazy which is the not bullshit look at mental health that gabe was speaking about earlier um you can catch gabe on a lot of things um um, uh, and you can catch his book, mental illness is an asshole, uh, which is 380 pages of delight. Uh, apparently
2: <laughs> it's, it's delightful.
1: delightful. <laughs> so, and, and, uh, in, and I would definitely, if you are going to purchase mental illness is an asshole, go directly to Gabe. Cause you get some stickers and some swag out of the deal. And that's awesome. Um, and that's where I'm going to get my copy too. And hopefully Gabe will sign it. Um, he'll sign it jeez man i can't believe i went on your podcast that was a waste of time
2: nah i'll be like buddy i'll give you
1: i give everybody free stuff but i'll give you extra free oh, stuff oh i get extra free stuff and um and that that's fantastic um so yeah check out psych central podcast check out gabehoward.com find gabe on all the, the social media networks gabe are you doing twitter are you a tweeter
2: Yeah. Gabe Howard 29. I'm also on Instagram at Gabe Howard 29 and I'm on Facebook at Gabe Howard 29. Yeah. Gabe Gabe Howard 29 is a theme.
1: You know, check out Gabe Howard. He's a very cool guy. He's earnest. He's honest. He's a nice guy. And he has a podcast every... I mean, how often is your podcast? Every week, Gabe? Weekly. Not Crazy comes out on Mondays. The Psych Central podcast comes out on Thursdays. So weekly, you can catch Gabe Howard... Uh, who has a lot to say, who is a who is a great advocate. He has a strong mind. Good guy. Check him out. Psych Central Podcast, GabeHoward.com, and, of course, um, the Not Crazy Podcast. Um, I'm going to um, close off real quick with a jagged thought. Um, Gabe, I hope you can stay on. I'm just going to read a poem real quick um, that I read every uh, every week. Every time we have a podcast, I read a poem. And this one is from my reading. I read um, Saturday, last Saturday, at the Brockton Public Library. Shout out to everybody who came. Um, thank you all for showing up, and thank you for giving me the time on the microphone. Um, and I I'd, I'd like to read a poem that I wasn't able to read. Um, I wasn't able to read it because we were running out of time. So I would like to read a poem um, called. Um, it's called "Start Strong, Finish Strong." Okay. Um. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna read. No, yeah, I'm gonna read "Start Strong, Finish Strong." Okay, here we go, guys. Um, thanks, thank you, Gabe, for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. Till next time we connect, um, uh, you know, be good to you and and everyone, and uh, you know, really, thank you for being on the show. You didn't have to be, and I really appreciate you being on the show.
2: Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I had fun. I had fun.
1: Thank you, Gabe. Yeah, I had a blast too. Um, So here we go. This song is called Start... This poem is called Start Strong, Finish Strong. It's about starting strong and finishing strong. That's the lifeline. The main train I ride on. Moves on and my music is gone. So I let the day wash over my shoulders and let the night fuel me for tomorrow. And with warning... The train stops and soon I am walking. And I see the trees with the green leaves. I see a man waving peace. I see three children in the streets and they are playing like they should be. I see a future for all of us and it makes me feel good. I see paintings on the walls at my soulless shop where the only bright spot is the poets and the harlots. I see a weakening wind as it rushes back into my lungs. I see a world with no guns, but though that's not a reality, I see people flying free, being the people, the individual they should be. I see the waves of water ebbing back and forth. I see a world listening to each other's every word. I see no barriers between us. I see fireworks lighting in the distance. If I look hard enough, I can even see me even in it. I see no blank stares, no acts, no violence, just writers and dancers jumping in puddles and rainstorms. I see music being made in the cellular form. I see a world that isn't blind, isn't cold, but not warm. Something between a baby's first step and a blind man's vision. I see a single cell organism making something out of nothing. I see God's warm hand, and I see a purple flower. I see dreams of subways, bridges, and concrete. I see an ivory tower. I see castles in the distance. Is this what heaven is? I see a world finally accepting me and seeing truth and illness. I see a post brilliance, a beautiful rainbow, an undertow that's resilient, watching the ebb and flow And me, receding back to the train, the idiot job and the reason why I'm writing, and I'm back on the train, alone again, with people who don't know me, And this is just a steam powered dream from a steam powered brain on a slow moving train, finishing to stop the thoughts. And then again, the pen stops. I put a signature and a three on the page and it all goes back and nothing, no beautiful beach, just a world like a leech and people who don't know me watching the freak write his poetry. And that poem was called start strong, finish strong. And that is kind of an old one. It's from 2010. You can find it in my latest book, um, uh, Poems Written on the Red Line, uh, Train of Thought. Train of Thought, Poems Written on the Red Line. So um, once again, Gabe, uh, hey, thank you for being on the show. Uh, It was a blast. Hey, thanks so much. And I will talk to you soon. Yes, absolutely, sir. Uh, And to uh, everyone else, we'll see you back in two weeks. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: This is the Oddball Show podcasting collaboration from JPLA Productions and Oddball Magazine. Hey there, all you mammals and Martians. This is Prof from the Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show. Stay tuned.